Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello again. I'm Chris Lee, joined by Blake Lovell and Max Barr as we do our first post-Thanksgiving basketball power rankings in the Southeastern Conference. Those are presented by Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling. College basketball is here as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, NHL, all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips, both desktop and mobile, access at any time. Head to Bet Online today. Remember to use our promo code Believe. That's B L E A V for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Gentlemen, we start our power rankings every time at fourteen, and that one this week occupied by Vanderbilt, which had a rough week, lost two games in Vegas, cannot get Tyron Lawrence and Ezra Manion on the court at the same time. It hasn't happened all year. And now the ugly Lee Dort suspension, who Vanderbilt was counting on as a key part of its depth. Commodores 3-3 three and three with two losses in Vegas and a bad loss to Presbyterian. And potential to rise, but here they sit at 14 this morning. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know where else you put them. I mean, it's again, they've got... The Presbyterian loss, and I know we haven't seen their full team yet at full strength, but um, this is a power ranking, and these are our staff composite rankings, and let's call it what it is. Everybody on our staff had Vanderbilt at 14. So um, maybe, you know, unfair if we'd seen the full team, but we haven't yet. So we got to go on what we've seen, and what we've seen, like you said, is a 3-3 three and three team that, um, you know, has struggled to win a couple games or even maybe all their games. And, um, you know, has a bad loss on the, on the resume and a couple losses here recently. So this is where they are. Yeah. I watched that full game against NC state and Lubin looked good against uh DJ Burns. Mm-hmm. I called the DJ Burns, the Vince Wilfork of the ACC. Uh, <laughs> he is a monster and Lubin Lubin looks pretty good. It's just hard to really take much of a conclusion away from this team until you see Lawrence and Magnon together. So until then we kind of just got to, goal based on the results okay I, I don't have the final power rankings in front of me that we settled on as a group but i think i know who's 13 and i think it's the only other team besides vanderbilt that is sub 100 in ken palm so blake i'll let you throw that banner up and see if i'm right well you should have them in front of you um i can tell you that you do have them in front of you if you that's just true and, and find just, it um but be lazy <laughs> it is Ole Miss. Uh, they are at 13, which, look, Ole Miss was last a week ago in our power rankings. This is, let me just tell you, folks, by the way, too, I'm looking at our internet up here. In the thing. We're all having internet issues this morning. This is the Monday return from a holiday week. Everybody's on the internet around the world here, and it's clearly impacting all of our internet. So we're going to try to power through this, but uh, this may not be our best from a video quality standpoint. Ole Miss is 5-0. and They've won every game they've played. Some of them haven't been pretty, but hey, they just got a road win at Temple. I know this isn't the Temple of old here, but 
hey, you'll take that. They're just still winning games. So Ole Miss fans, you can be upset if you think we got them too low because they've, they've won every game they played. Competition picks up significantly here. NC State, Memphis up next. All right, now that I've taken my scolding, I have opened the appropriate tab, and I see that Georgia's a number 12 team. Well, hold on a second, Chris. What? Hold, 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 hold on. Oh. Our resident Ole Miss expert, you didn't oh, get a chance right. to weigh in on <laughs> the Rebels. Here. Monday's just rough, guys. Ole Miss had, had, or excuse me, Max had Ole Miss at one this week from what I can remember. Maybe I'm wrong <laughs> about that. Undefeated, the Ole Miss Rebels. Come on. Um, hey, what can you say other than Alan Flanagan looks like yeah. like a first or second teamer? I mean, that guy looks good. Um, other than that, there's not too much good to say. <laughs> um, yeah, the team keeps winning games, but I think we're going to be having a different conversation about this team next week after they play uh, NC State and Vince Wilfork uh, and then uh, Memphis on the weekend. So biggest week of the year coming up here for the Rebs. Georgia at 12. Blake, I'll let you start. I don't have a lot on Georgia that I haven't already said. I mean, I, what, they're 3-3. Three and three. Um, They beat Winthrop. That, that'll do. Um, but, yeah, they, they go to – I think it's interesting because they go to Florida State on Wednesday, and we saw Florida against Florida State. Um, but, yeah, I, I think this will be an interesting one for Georgia just based on – we've seen them beat Wake Forest, seen them struggle in a couple other games. But, really, you know, they, they, like I said, they played a – tougher schedule at this point i mean they've played oregon wake forest miami providence you know i don't think winthrop's a, a bad team um but yeah so interesting game on wednesday against florida state on the road missouri they went 11. into that winthrop game 85th in ken palm came out 82nd not bad yeah sorry slight delay here uh missouri at freezing up now we're good Blake, I'll let you take this one. There we go. I mean, yeah, I'm, I apologize to the Missouri fans that they're at 11. But listen, we're, you know, I don't know. It's There's a lot to be determined with this team. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, you know, where would they be if they not lost the game to Jackson State? You'd have been disappointed by the Memphis game. But just losing that game to Jackson State, I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, they won 78-70 against Loyola on Saturday. That was kind of an afterthought, I know, with a lot of football games, but just kind of seeing how that game played out a little bit. I mean, you can still see some things with this team, but it's just it's going to take a bit to come together. And, again, they're still playing a lot of guys um, that are still playing minutes of, a, you know, different minutes. Like, it just it changes a lot. And so they're still trying to figure some things out, of course. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think this team kind of – is what it is right now, but long way to go and figure out exactly what that rotation is going to look like a month from now. And they got to figure it out quick because they got a tough mm -hmm. one coming up here on Tuesday against a good pit team. So it's going to be a quick turnaround. Number 10, LSU. And we had an argument for LSU at last a couple of weeks ago. But this team, since losing to Nickel State and Dayton, has played decidedly better, beating a pair of top 100 Ken Palm teams in North Texas and Wake Forest. There's some talent here. And so LSU ascends this week to, to number 10, which I'm pretty sure is higher than we had the Tigers last week, Blake. 
pretty close, I think. Um, I don't remember exactly where we had them, but yeah, they were in this range. I know they weren't above 10 um, because that's pretty much stayed the same with the, those teams in the top nine. But they play at Syracuse on <clears throat> Tuesday, and I think that's an interesting game for this team because the first true road game, like you said, we saw them win a couple neutral court games against North Texas and Wake Forest. Again, I don't think they're bad teams at all. Um, yeah, like, again, where would we have them if they had not lost the Nichols game, right? I think you'd be looking at this thing a little bit differently, but that's just how it works when you have some teams just drop games they shouldn't. Uh, and, you know, can you find that consistency? They've done it with three straight wins. Syracuse, you know, obviously struggled against Tennessee and Gonzaga, um, you know, in the Maui Invitational. But um, this is an interesting game for LSU because, I, you know, if you want to kind of believe in LSU – pushing enough to at least, you know, be competitive with that top tier of the SEC. Um, not saying they're going to finish there. But if they win a game like this, I know it's not the Syracuse or the, or the Bayheim days and all all that, but um, yeah, I, I think that'd be a very good win for this LSU team that, again, like many others, is still trying to figure some things out. But they got a little momentum now. Hey, that, that Syracuse team, they attack. Mince and Starling, they're not going to quit the whole game. They're going to keep coming. They're down 20, they'll attack the whole game. That's going to be a tough one. To come out, to come out, go up to upstate New York and get a get a win against a new Syracuse team that's got some new life, it's going to be a big game. Number nine, the South Carolina Gamecocks, sort of by default because the way South Carolina's played, you, you can't really put them below any of the five teams we just went through. And you can't really put them above any of the teams ahead of them yet, although <laughs> there's one team in particular that's played so poorly. You could could argue it, but I think expectations have to factor in here. Hey, look, hats off to Lamont Paris. Two top 100 Ken Palm wins over Virginia Tech and Grand Canyon so far, and the Gamecocks stay unbeaten as they check in at nine. Listen, South Carolina's figured it out. The best way to not drop in our power rankings is to not play a game. Because um, <laughs> They didn't play a game last week since the last time we did these. So they remain unbeaten. So we can't drop them because they're still undefeated. Uh, I don't know if that'll apply for every team this season, but th they've done it. But now is where, again, you have some of those interesting games. I talked about it a couple weeks ago. You know, Notre Dame at home. They get George Washington at home. They go to Clemson, um, you know, which a really good Clemson team from what I've seen so far. Um, I play the toughest schedule, but I think that's a team with, again, momentum. So, yeah, I think South Carolina sitting in a good spot here. And um, there is room for moving up, especially I think, you know, they get keep this going. I told you, don't look now. And I know they've had this little bit of a break. We always talk about teams that take nine days off or whatever it's going to be by the time they play Notre Dame on Tuesday. Got to have that lull a little bit. Um, Maybe hard to get back into a rhythm. But if they do, this non-conference schedule sets up nicely for them to come out of this thing with a really good record entering SEC play in January. Quietly one of the best shooting teams in the country right now. Hmm. Uh, shooting 39.4% yeah. from three. Top 20 in the country in, in three-point range. So, hey, Lamont Paris has got his guys playing the way he wants. Could, could string together a few wins here, too. I mean, Notre Dame, George Washington, Clemson. Notre Dame and Clemson look like the two hardest remaining non-con games. They could – they get through those. We might be looking at a pretty good team here entering conference play. Number eight, Blake. 
Have we checked in on the must bus the last couple of days? Because my goodness, the, the last two weeks for Arkansas have not been what anybody would have predicted. Well, luckily for Arkansas basketball fans, uh, football is um, <laughs> kind of been a conversation starter uh, for multiple reasons. But yeah, look, they've lost three or four here, and it's not great because um, they didn't look great in the Stanford game. They didn't look great in the no. Dominion game. Really, their last five games, there have been things you can easily point out and say that's going to be what holds Arkansas back a little bit. The three-point shooting has kind of fell back down to earth a little bit. Um, the perimeter defense is not good. The rebounding has been an issue. Uh, some of the turnovers have been an issue. A lot of issues, right? Um, you know, yes, you're playing a tough schedule. If you put it within context, you know, yes, it's a six-point loss to Greensboro. It's a five-point loss to Memphis, uh, who is much better than people give them credit for, I think, entering the season, or at least some people. Um, but, yeah, this – they don't – this was a great opportunity, the battle for Atlantis, and they did not capitalize on it. Um, and that's disappointing because now you're going to play, again, three straight games against Memphis, North Carolina, and Duke. Like, congratulations, you've struggled in your last several games, and your reward is you get to play Duke. Uh, not great. So, good thing it's at Bud Walton. I think you will see Arkansas be up for that game. Uh, the atmosphere will obviously play into it, and – it's a long season. They're four and three. I'm not going to hit the panic button just yet because I've said this before. How many times do we have to see this play out, right? One and five in the SEC last year. I went three the year before having lost five or six. Um, and then they just turn it on. And so do I think this team can get there? Are there differences with this team in the last couple teams? Sure. But do I think they can still get there? Yes. But you also cannot ignore that there are some issues right now with this team and they've got to play better, uh, more disciplined, consistent basketball if they're going to get there because this non-conference schedule has been tough so far. It gets tougher with Duke coming up. Oklahoma, that game looks tougher than we would have thought going into the season. They're 6-0. and They just beat Iowa and USC. So Hogs got to figure it out quickly um, to have a, a manageable record heading into SEC play. Ken Palm keeps track of a cool stat, uh, the ratio of assists to field goals made. So basically just how often are you scoring off an assist? Uh, Arkansas ranks bottom 30 in the country in that metric. They do not pass the ball. I mean, you watch this offense, it's just one-on-one mid-range pull-up, one-on-one contested shot. I mean, there's just no ball movement. The offense is so stagnant, um, and the, the stats reflect that. So... I mean, if you're not going to move the ball against Duke and Oklahoma, you're not winning those games. So, in my opinion, just the offense has got to get more fluid. I mean, this is a top 50 defense. Offense has got to move the rock. Speaking of Ken Palm, the number three offensive rebounding team in the country is the Florida Gators. They are mm. next. We had some, mm. some variation of opinion. Seven. Ooh. Yeah, I think I know I know who. I, I think I had Florida a little higher, too. So that means that puts one of us on the spot, maybe. But mm, I don't like this. I don't like Florida this this low, folks. I'm just they're, telling they're playing you. good ball. They really are. I was the high man on Florida. I had them at number four. Um Ooh. but we had a lot of these teams like this that were tied, and you had to yeah. give the the you know the nod based on tiebreakers and those kind of things. So technically if Florida fans want to get upset, um, then get upset at the tiebreaker rules because it's not as though we all had Florida ranked seventh. 
Um, it's just by virtue of some of the tiebreakers, they fall below two of the teams that they tied with, which we'll get to in a second. So if you want to look at it from that standpoint, Florida could be number five. Um, so let's just point that out right now. But yeah, I, I don't think this is the seventh best team in the SEC. I think they're higher than that. I think they have the I think Florida has higher upside than at least one of the teams we're going to talk about um, in a second. But, yeah, I mean, look, I know they've lost games to Baylor and Virginia, but right there with chances in both of those, and Mm -hmm. you can see the upside now that everybody's there. Now the defense can be a little bit to be desired at times, um, but, man, they can score. And we're going to talk about another team uh, with that same sort of theme here in just a second. But, uh, yeah, I – I think this Florida team can get there. And by get there, I mean be a top-tier SEC contender. Uh, and I think they're already showcasing why they can do that. Um, so I'm I'm pretty high on this team right now. And I know it's a long way to go. But, yeah, I, I liked a lot of the things I saw against Baylor. And, um, yeah, I just think that once they get everything together, remember there's no hand logged in that game either. Um, and so, yeah, I, I – I like this team. That's all I, all I can say. Actually, I don't know what is here, going bro. on with my light right now. Are you seeing this? It's the, this the Florida Gators. Flickering. It's the ghost of Billy Donovan's team's past. They're showing up, and they are letting us know we've ranked the Gators too low. Well, hey, I'll, I'll say this. They've played two really good teams, and they haven't been full strength for either. Okay, that yeah. Baylor game, no pulling. And that, or I mean, Baylor game, no Micah, and then Virginia game, no Poland. So they have not been full strength for one of those games yet. And both of those, they had a chance to win. Um, so that's that's worth noting. Zion Poland, after three games, 30 minutes a game, 14 points a game, 5.7 assists, leading the team in assists is Poland. So, I mean, he has fit right in. Uh, this team's only going up. I had another team subject of much debate, number six, Mississippi State. I think you could make the case these guys rank higher because they defend, and now they've got a, a scoring freshman that I don't think was on any of our radar before this. I'm not, I'm not going to say that. We we cover just about every area of SEC basketball. I know a guy that was not on my radar, radar as much before the season, although he was a, a highly regarded prospect, but it just looks like a different team so far. I mean, we said in the offseason, the thing in Mississippi State – lacked was a shooter it's found one and josh hubbard who scored i think 29 against northwestern in the win was it two games ago so yeah i mean this is this is the team that that still doesn't have its best player no by the way now has found some scoring that we didn't expect we said guys had to step up with talu smith back we said take your pick on who that's going to be maybe a lot of people didn't pick it to be josh hubbard but he's done it and that's what they need. They need guys who are stepping up, making plays. We see the upside with a lot of these kind of guys. Um, we knew we knew they were kind of throwing some newer guys into the mix. And so, yes, I think the reason Mississippi State, like I said, it was I think we sort of had a three-way tie with this team and the number what, it's going to be number five team. I think we had a tie with that, and maybe the number four team. I, I want to say may have even been on the tie. So all these teams that make it easier are pretty close together right now. And I don't know how you really rank them with full confidence uh, based on what we've seen. I think Mississippi state, if you make the reasoning why they should be higher, you know, I think schedule probably is is part of this, maybe why they're a little lower than you would think, because they don't have those games against those top, top tier teams. We haven't seen them play them yet, but all we have done is seen them 
win six games and be one of the best defensive teams in the country. So, yeah, um, I mean, hey, this is all we can ask for, right, without Toulouse-Smith. We said it'd be a challenge, but here they are at 6-0. All right, this one's going to be polarizing. Number five, Alabama. On one hand, there is that offense, which is number one in Ken Palm, 122.6 points per 100 possessions. And, Blake, there's that defense. Well, you know, I was the person that said last week I was all in on Alabama. Um, Chris was trying to give me some just nonsensical argument about why he wasn't buying that you know a team goes out and just destroys teams and all this other stuff but we won't revisit that you can find that on youtube folks southeast report <laughs> um yeah i mean it's i told max we you know we do our pick them contest and i was like max all in on the crimson tide here minus whatever it was six and a half seven and a half against ohio state well that didn't work out too well um Here's the deal, right? And we, we've laughed about this in the past, whether it's Missouri or teams like that. Alabama can score points, but, you know, they're going to give up some points. Like, that's just what that all, that's all there is to it. 92 to Ohio State, 91 to Oregon. Good news. They scored 99 against Oregon. Uh, only scored 81 against Ohio State. But the scoring is there, and in, in many scenarios, they're going to be able to outscore teams. But the defense is going to put them in a position. And, I mean, I have to say it, Max. Like, we pretty much – had Alabama pegged exactly where they are to this. Like we said, this was going to be the team. We need to see rotations. We need to see minutes. Who's going to play this? How many they, all that. But we said, this was going to be Alabama. They're going to be a team that can score an elite scoring team, but you have to have questions about defensively what they're going to do at times. That is what they've been through six games. Um, yes. We saw them give up 46 to South Alabama. Tremendous performance. But like now that you're seeing them against Ohio State and Oregon, I think it's only kind of pushing the, the notion that this is just kind of what this team is probably going to be this season. They're going to be able to outscore teams, but they're also going to give up some points and a lot of points at times. Um, so Alabama drops a couple spots, I think, based on where they were in our rankings a, a week ago. I know a couple of us dropped them, but I'm still not like they're still a top five team in the SEC. And I'd be fine if you want to argue they're number three, number four, whatever. Um, but it's kind of what we thought it would be at this point. I don't really have a lot to add because this is kind of what we expect them to be. And this is what they are. So the amount of hate mail I got for ranking Alabama middle of the conference. And now look where they are. <clears throat> oh boy. Here <clears throat> we go. Here it is. Here we go. Listen, you've played two high majors and you've given up 90 each time. Oregon didn't have Biddle and Dante. They have like one guy over 670 and give up 91. I mean, my gosh, my high school can play better defense. Come on. Oh, boy. Come on. <laughs> no, there's, all an right. there's an Iron Bowl joke in here somewhere. but Listen, <laughs> the offense can't complain. Okay, but, I mean, they, they made Zed Key look like Hakeem Olajuwon. I mean, Zed Key is not that good. Um, so listen, I mean, this is a, you're, you hit it on the on the head there, Blake. This is exactly what we thought. The offense can't complain, but the defense, it's got its issues. I think Jaron Stevenson is like bottom ten in in uh, Bart Torvik and um, D rating. He's just he's not doing good on the defensive end. So yeah, I mean, Nate Oates, great coach. He's got some things to clean up on the defensive end. Not too worried, like you said, top half team with this offense. 
It's going to be a big game against Clemson, though. Big game against Clemson. They got a good squad. Speaking of the Iron Bowl, number four, the mm-hmm. Auburn Tigers team. I think we all had a little trouble knowing what to do with. They played one team inside the Ken Palm Top 100. That was Baylor, a game that they led in the opener and then let slip away late. But since then, have, have won four games fairly decisively. I guess the best win would be St. Bonaventure. So, yeah, kind of hard to know what to make of the Tigers yet, but they settle in at number four. Yeah, I I think there will be some debate as to whether Auburn should be ahead of Alabama. Um, I did I had it in opposite order, I think, but I'll let the I'll let the high man talk about Auburn here um, because, yeah, I just again they've played five games, they've beaten teams they should beat, they lost to Baylor. I don't have a lot to add, but they have an interesting stretch coming up, like you said, Virginia Tech, um, and then they, you know, they've got Indiana in there, and I know we look at some of these Ken Palm rankings, but I, I'm not, I'm not as sold on some of these teams that they're going to play coming up that maybe more so than Ken Palm is. So I, we'll see how tough some of these games are. They got a road game at Appalachian State, um, so I, I, I think Auburn's a top five team in the SEC, but just saying, I, I think I may reverse the order with Alabama and Auburn. I was a high man on Auburn. Uh, I really like this team. Um, and now that Baylor loss is aging well. You know, Baylor's legit. And Auburn controlled pretty much the entire game until the, the, down the stretch there kind of got away from them. Um, and a big reason why this team has been dominating teams is they're second in the country in three-point defense, three-point percentage defense. But only allowed teams to shoot, let me see, 22%. 22%. That's crazy. Um, I think it's a lot to do with the length that they have at the three with uh, Cheney Johnson, Baker Mazzara, and those guys. Denver Jones is pretty big. Um, and then, obviously, Broom controlling the paint, and then Cardwell comes in behind them and still controls it. So this is just a deep team, and uh, they haven't really done anything to show me that they're not, you know, top three or four. You know, that's just – they haven't really played a ton since since Baylor – Yes, um, but they haven't really done anything to deter me. They haven't had any close games. They haven't looked bad. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm the high man on them, but you could argue, you know, anything in the top half here for Auburn, they look good. Number three, Texas A&M, which the, the more I look at it, A&M's got a case for number one because you look at the wins over Ken Palm, number 25, Ohio State, number 26, Ohio State number 84 SMU, number 95 Penn State. Pretty sure this is the only team in the SEC with four top 100 Ken Palm wins. Could be wrong. Certainly the only one with, with two in the top 26, I would think. And then the loss to Florida Atlantic, which I guess if you subtract that, we, we probably do have A&M at number one. Uh, but we got two teams in front of them we, we both like, even if the resumes aren't as impressive. This was tough, guys. All joking aside, this was tough. I, I do think you have a case for the Aggies at one, but that's not where we settled as a group. I I don't disagree with you, but here would be my pushback. And I, I'm very high on AM. I had them hold on, let me find it. I had AM at three. So this is where I had them. And again, I think you're right. You can make the argument. But I also think we we cannot just use Ken Palm as the basis for what we're seeing yeah. here because I don't know if Iowa State is the number twenty six best team in the country right now. Um, you know, and so I, 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 but still to win this game shorthanded, I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm just pointing out, like, I think, and that's what, when we try to rank these teams this early, 
sometimes it's easy to kind of revert to Kempom and use these, but you're right. Like Ohio state 25 SMU 84 Penn state 95 and so forth. But, um, you know, a shorthanded win against Iowa state. I mean, you, I'm sure Max will mention in a second, but it's like, I was like, Oh boy. Cause they had what 14 points with two minutes left in the first half. And you're like, yikes, this is bad. This is really bad for AM. But then they come back and win, you know, down 21. And I mean, that was a huge win. And you saw Washington step up, um, you know, and guys that had to play more minutes. And that's what you want to see. That's like, that's a Buzz Williams team. And so I said all the things I said a minute ago to say, hey, I mean, you just place it on Kim Palm and all that. But yeah, like they have an argument to be number one. And this is why I think the Virginia game on Wednesday is very fascinating for him here because it's a road game, you know, if they can go out and win this one, they still got games against Memphis, Houston, all that. We talked about how they're bulking up their non-conference schedule this year. Man, if they can win a couple more of these games, like they are a, you know, they're a top 10 team, my opinion. So, Yeah, I lost a unit on uh, on these guys last night after coming back from 21 down. Uh, if, you, if you watch that game, I mean, Iowa State looked brutal in that second half. <laughs> I mean – they could not make a thing. They can even make free throws. Um, but hey, Texas A&M, number one in the nation. Number one in the nation in offensive rebound rate. That's impressive. Their, their offensive rebounding, 46.2% of their misses. Shoot the ball. If you miss it, you're getting the rebound on a coin flip. I mean, that's, that's incredible. Anderson Garcia has been a beast. Solomon Washington with a career high. Uh, this Virginia game, though, Blake. Kempom, I know we don't want to put too much into Kempom, but Kempom has it as a 50% chance, either team, 0.5% or 0.5 points separating them. That's as close as it can get. A big outcome here in this game, especially because they have Houston right on the uh, right on the horizon next month. And if there's anyone that knows how to rebound and, and bang with the boys down low, it's it's Calvin Sampson and those Houston boys. So big stretch here for AM. All right, if you like offense part two, your Kentucky Wildcats, which, by the way, circle this date, February the 6th. That's when Kentucky and Alabama play. And boy, do these two teams score points. We talked about Alabama. Kentucky just gets 118 against Marshall on Friday in, in a big win at home. It already gone over 100 against Stonehill a couple weeks before that. Alabama, excuse me, Kentucky scored at least 80 points in every game so far. Look, you could argue based on computer rankings, whatever, the, the fact that Kentucky doesn't really have any impressive wins that Kentucky could could rank lower. But guess what? We all watch basketball. We love the talent these guys have. They're, they're a little immature at times. It, it showed up in the Kansas game, which I thought they were going to win going away for a minute. But that's where we settle on Kentucky is, is the Cats at number two. And cannot wait to see how they stack up with some of the better teams in the league. I think they will stack up very well. Um, I think you could make the argument Kentucky should be number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's certainly a a case for that. Um, but again, I think it's also look, folks. I know people get riled up about power rankings. I understand, but how do you possibly rank these teams six games into the yeah. season? Like, it's just we've got to. We do this for fun. We do this just you know to to try to also talk our way through some of these teams. But please don't. Look at this. It's like, you know, <laughs> I don't I don't know because teams play different schedules, right? And it's like, 
do we take the Kentucky that scored 118 against Marshall and just go all in on that or Stonehill, you know, um, the part of the Kansas game until they got beat? Or do we take the Kentucky team that what needed overtime to beat St. Joe's who lost to Texas A&M commerce three days before that? You just don't know. Right. And so, yeah, I, I really like this Kentucky team. Um, and again, I think they're also another team that has a case for number one. Yeah, I agree. I mean, hey, Dewan Harris doesn't lose his mind in that second half and make like five threes, and we're not even having a discussion about if this team's number one or not. So, but then flip it, St. Joe's pulls away in overtime, and we're we would never have them this high if they lose that game to St. Joe's. So, you're right; it's hard. I mean, this is a young team, so you're getting different results. You know, sometimes they're on fire, and you look like looks like they're world beaters. Then sometimes they give up like three straight threes in back to back to back possessions, and you're like, my gosh. They look a little bit loose here on the defensive end. Main thing is that they're the fourth best three-point shooting team in the country, shooting 42.5% from three. <laughs> Pretty much unbeatable from long range. So, yeah, this game against Miami, hold your – just bet on the over in that one. That's all I'll say. There's going to be points. All right, we're going to get pushed back on this because you've got three unbeaten teams in the league – You've got another what? Four teams with one loss. And yet we go with a two loss Tennessee at number one. But of course, those losses have come to Purdue and Kansas, which could be the two best teams in the country. Look, there's some issues with Tennessee. Yes, you've seen the scoring thing show up in, in, in parts again where they don't have a shooter, but still. We've seen them at times this year where they're so impressive. We feel like we know what the parts are. And and really, with, with nobody with just an overwhelming case for number one based on resume. Again, I guess you could go back to Texas A&M if you want to argue that a little bit. But it, it's not just resume because teams play uneven schedules this time of year, as you just pointed out. And more of a gut feel, and our gut feeling was Tennessee belonged at number one still. Yep. You can push back. Uh, it's fine. You can put Kentucky at one, you put AM at one, whatever. But I'm mean, sorry. It's just context has to matter on this. And I think Purdue's the best team in the country, if you ask me right now. Um, Tennessee was right there, right towards the end of that game. They had their chances, just couldn't convert. And Purdue's a pretty good team, as I said. I, if, you know, I think they're the number one team in the country. So, sure. There are some things offensively still they're going to be better long-term, I think. But, yes, you're still going to have some of those issues. And um, I, I just was not ready to push Tennessee aside with two losses because that's like I just I just said this a minute ago, right? It's Teams have played six games, five games. Everybody's played different level of competition. Um, I don't know that there are any other SEC teams that go 2-0 and against Purdue and Kansas. I don't know how many SEC teams win, you know, win those games. I really don't to this point. And so, because I just think those two teams are good. Yes, I, I probably with, with other people. I don't think Kansas is the number one team in the country right now. I mean, Marquette kind of just what took it to them, right? Yeah. But still, I think they're a pretty good team. And so, um, yeah, if you want to say Tennessee should move down seven spots just because they lost two games, well, that's just not, I don't think, how we're doing the power rankings. Um, it's still to me based on who's the best team. And I think, Overall, I would probably still give Tennessee the nod, um, even though they lost two games. So, how many teams in the 
country can play a back-to-back against Purdue and Kansas and then maintain the number one overall defense. Yeah. It's back-to-back days, right? I mean, think like you're playing it back-to-back days within a, how many hours? I mean, they played the, yeah. So I think you have to put that in context too. So, yeah. Awaka was going through an ankle. No Dillion. Connect looked out of sorts. Um, One thing I will say about Tennessee though here, I know I might get some pushback on this, but just the numbers don't lie. Zakai Ziegler is dead last in the SEC out of every player in plus minus. He has been the worst O-rating. Also, dead last offensive rating. Just has not, whatever it is, you know, rust from that ACL, uh, you know, can't find his flow with the, with how there's all these, you know, it's either him or Vescovy and then Ganey and Connect. And there's no real, like, you know, flow of this backcourt. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, man, Ziegler has looked rough. I mean, dead last, plus minus, dead last O rating. Give that a little bit better, just a little bit. They probably beat Purdue and Kansas. You know, that's that's funny you mention that because I, I had put Tennessee number two preseason based on the uncertainty with Ziegler. Watched him play the Tennessee Tech game, looked fine to me. Maybe I was just playing Tennessee Tech because the numbers that you point out are pretty alarming. He has not scored double digits in a game yet. In fact, he has scored five or fewer points, including zero against Kansas. I'm not saying this to to bag on Zakai Ziegler. Uh, He seems like a terrific kid. Right. Great story. Admire his perseverance. But he is a key part of what they do, and those those things are concerning now. Yeah. Uh, they they have other parts that can do other things. They, they've got Jordan Ganey. They've got Dalton Connect, as you mentioned. But he was the heart and soul of that team last year, I thought. You guys probably agree. And, and just to me, it's a different heartbeat without Zakai Ziegler playing at a Zakai Ziegler level that we are accustomed to seeing. I agree. All right, I guess we are done with power rankings for today. Of course, we do these for football, too. Uh, we will have you covered when big games wrap up in football and basketball. Best way to get those, hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button. Tell a friend. That helps us out. God bless you guys. Have a great day, and thank you for watching Southeastern 14 presented by Bet Online.